0: Knee injuries and knee pain are common, and there are lots of causes and treatment options. And joining me today to go over all things knee pain is Dr. Barry Hyman. He's an orthopedic surgeon with Montefiore St. Luke's Cornwall. This is Doc Talk, presented by Montefiore St. Luke's Cornwall. I'm Scott Webb. So, Doctor, thanks so much for your time. This is the first of two podcasts we're going to do. Uh, Up first in this first one here, we're going to talk about common knee injuries and the causes, uh, treatment options and so on. So, as we get rolling here, what are the most common knee injuries that you treat?
1: So, the first thing that happens is people can fall. That's one of the most common injuries. They land directly on their knee and they get what's called a contusion, which is a bruise. And you can have a contusion to the soft tissues or the contusion can occur to the bone and uh, the soft tissue injuries are quicker but they can be painful especially if you bleed after you do that and that's called hematoma or ecchymosis where it bleeds and it swells and it could be if you fall from a more of a height and you hit it hard it can be a contusion to the bone and that contusion to the bone can become if, if hard enough could be either a stress fracture or actually you can get a real fracture from that type of injury.
0: Yeah, and I think just hearing you describe this, I think we've all had that experience, uh, falling, you know, on one or both of our knees and we have a sense of at least how painful that can be. And I want to ask you also about osteoarthritis and rheumatoid arthritis. Are those common causes of knee pain as well? People who have arthritis can also get injured. They have underlining pain in their
1: joints and they can also get injured as well. And sometimes it's confusing when somebody who has
0: arthritis to begin with gets injured. You don't know if the pain is from the arthritis. the pain is from the injury itself. So when we think about the knee pain, knee injuries, how are these issues when folks come into the office, how are they diagnosed? So we talked about the direct trauma, there's also a
1: twisting type of injury too, for instance. And a lot of the diagnosis comes on the history of how somebody got injured. So a twisting injury, you can injure your meniscus, like uh, the old clipping injury where somebody hits you uh, from the knee from the side and the leg is planted and it twists. Uh, the leg goes one way and the body goes the other. Those can be ligamentous injuries, the common injury there would be the medial collateral ligament, which is the ligament on the inside. It could be your major ligament, which is your anterior cruciate ligament. And so the diagnosis starts with the history of how somebody was injured. That helps an orthopedist like myself. Knowing the mechanism of injury often alone can push us in the clues of the type of injury. How much force was attained? Was it, a, was it a mild fall from a little bit of a height, or was it a force from another height? Or was it a car accident where somebody's knee went into the dashboard and their kneecap or the area around the top of the knee hit the dashboard? How much force? From that, the airbags go off, which obviously a lot of force, how much damage the car. So we get clues from the history, so that's how we'd like to start with a history, and then from there, we go to a physical exam, we examine somebody, and, and that is also helpful quite a lot. A lot of times between the history exam, the orthopedist sort of has a really good idea of what is going on. Now, of course, studies are helpful, an X-ray is the most basic one, and that will tell you whether there's a fracture or not, but it also will tell you whether there's underlying arthritis. But again, if somebody has arthritis to begin with, but didn't have the pain beforehand, we sort of know that pain is not from the arthritis, it's from that injury uh, that occurred. And then obviously an MRI is a great study to get, which gives us even more information.
0: Yeah, I see what you mean. And uh, it's one of the things I love most about doctors is what good listeners you all are, or most of you are anyway. So really listening to the patient, what happened, how did it happen, how much force, how much damage, uh, and so on. So good for us if we come to you that we have all that information for you. So when we think about the treatment options, you know, let's go through that list Uh, as you begin to diagnose patients. What are the treatment options?
1: So the first thing is if somebody has a contusion and they swell up real quickly, if they can just put an ACE wrap around and put some compression on that and some ice, that'll help them a lot just by getting the pressure down and and not allowing it to, to swell so much. So that's a very basic thing. Elevation, sometimes just lifting the leg up a little bit when you're doing that compression can again get the fluid away from that area of the joint and that fluid slows things down. So that's one of the most basic treatments. Sometimes someone actually comes into our office and their knee is huge, it's swollen, and after trauma they can actually bleed into the joint and we can take that out in a gentle way using a needle but we usually use cold spray and numb somebody up and often that helps too. But we don't do that a lot but just is a treatment for somebody who has swelling. Now, if it's something that's more than that, obviously, if you have a fracture, enough trauma to have a fracture or a broken bone, there is non-operative treatments and operative treatments for that. And what commonly I see a lot in my practice is meniscus tears, where there's tears of the, the cartilage, there's two types of cartilage in the knee, There's the articular cartilage, which is the shiny stuff at the ends of the bones, and all joints have that, but the knee has a set of cartilage called the meniscus, which is like a washer inside the knee. And unfortunately for a lot of people, that's a common injury where they can twist and tear that. And only a small percentage of people will get better without a surgical approach, without arthroscopic surgery, which is a very easy procedure generally. Uh, For a lot of people, it's only a 15-minute procedure, and you just remove a little piece of that tear, and then the symptoms go away.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I I just uh, hosted one recently and uh, had someone like yourself on similar area of expertise and he was talking about, well, you know, the meniscus is uh, sort of the shock absorber of the knee and when there's an issue, we can just go in there and trim, you know, trim some out. And I sort of joked with him how sort of easily and freely doctors speak about things like that. When we patients hear like, you're going to go into my my knee and you're going to trim some of my meniscus, you know, but for you, that's probably just uh, all in a day's work, right?
1: If you do hundreds a year, it, it sort of is. But I, I like to sort of talk about something like whose nail, like you sort of do something and the nail peels off a little bit. It's really painful. You take a nail clipper and you just take off that nail and the pain goes away. Um, and you're fine. It's as simple as that because the knee joint is, is very tight and it's like, also I use like a door jam. If, if you put a piece of paper in the door and try to shut it, it doesn't shut but if, all, all you have to do is take a little piece of paper out the door shuts and so it's a very little piece of meniscus that can actually get in the way that can cause a lot of trouble and a lot of pain and removing that little piece sometimes helps, although these can be repaired sometimes. Sometimes people will have a tear that can be repaired
0: and that's a different situation but the more common one is one that can't be repaired because doesn't have the right blood supply to heal. All right, Doctor, so when we think about knee pain, knee injuries, I'm sure that you see folks for other types of injuries, other types of pain in their lower extremities, lower parts of their legs. So maybe let's go through some of those.
1: So one of the most common ones is kneecap pain, and we call that Patellofemoral pain because uh, us doctors like using Latin terms to make us sound important but in general kneecap pain is very common and a lot of people get it And a minor injury can sort of cause dysfunction to the quadriceps around the knee and that can cause uh, misalignment the way the knee works is that the quadriceps which is the major muscle goes to the patella which then goes to the patella tendon which is below the patella and then attaches to the uh, bone and the tibia and um, there, you've got four muscles in the quadriceps keeping the kneecap sitting nicely in that groove and if you ever look at a bodybuilder that big muscle on the inside is the vastus medialis muscle that's the strongest of the four and that tends to keep the kneecap centered whereas the attachment is a little bit more what we call lateral a little more to the uh, outside and that tends to want to push the kneecap in the wrong way so if anybody has any problem to the knee and the knees get weak that tends to push the kneecap on the outside laterally. And so one of the treatments is easy is strengthen the quadriceps, strengthen the muscles, and that pulls it back in. And a lot of time, the pain goes away. There's bracing that often helps people. But those are the two common things that can help people, bracing and uh, knee strengthening, that can make a big difference for kneecap pain. Now, we talked about the quadriceps muscle and the patella tendon, with the types of injuries that people can have, people can actually tear those and, and rupture those. And that's a big problem. And often those require surgery.
0: You know, Doctor, my daughter is a basketball player, and I worry a lot about her legs and her knees and hamstrings and, and all of these things. And so when we think about knee injuries, uh, the most common knee injuries, especially maybe for athletes, maybe you can talk a little bit about how all these things go together. Uh, thinking of that song, the, the thing is connected to the, and so on. So all these things are connected, right? And they help to make things like our knees and ankles and hips and all these things work. But when something happens to you know our hamstrings, let's say for an example, Uh, How does that affect our knees?
1: People can injure their hamstrings or gastroc muscles. Those are the main muscles around the knee. We also have on the other side the, the quadriceps. But that's a very common injury you see um, in sports. Maybe rounding first base, just slide into the uh, second base, and you can pull a hamstring. And those injuries can be quite debilitating, especially if they're not taken care of right away. You can have mild ones where they just pull or tear a few muscle fibers, and you can have ones where the whole muscles get uh, torn off. You can have it at the tendon attachment, or you can have it in the muscle itself of That's a common injury and the treatment is important. Uh, Teach people a lot. Uh, The the six-week disabled list in in baseball means that when you get this this type of injury, you're out for six weeks. Uh, It's not like I'm feeling better in two weeks. Coach, let me go back. They know from experience that it's going to take about six weeks for something like this to heal and maybe longer and people need to rest it for a period of time. They can do some stretching of the muscles a little bit during that time and then as you start to get better, start some early strengthening as long as there's no pain. But that can be a Quite a debilitating injury. However, even worse so if you don't rest it enough and start to go back before it's healed, then you're even out for longer.
0: This has been really educational today, Doctor. And as I mentioned, we're going to speak again about the swollen knee. But as we wrap up here, what are your final thoughts, takeaways about knee pain, knee injuries, and how you can help folks?
1: Well, I think that the major thing is that people like myself and orthopedic surgeon really have experience to try to know the difference between what the pain is from. And sometimes it's very complex, even for us. So if it hasn't gotten better within a short period of time, it's a very reasonable
0: option to go see your orthopedist and let them help you with finding a solution to the problem. Yeah, that's perfect. You know, reach out to your primary, maybe get a referral, see an orthopedist. That's perfect. So again, thanks for your time today. I'll talk to you soon and you stay well. Thank you very much. And visit Montefiore.slc.org for more information. And if you found this podcast to be helpful... Please be sure to share it on your social channels and be sure to check out all the other Doc Talk episodes. This has been Doc Talk, the podcast from Montefiore, St. Luke's Cornwall Hospital. I'm Scott Webb. Stay well.